Tini episode 85. On today's show, Simone questions her racist tendencies. Steffi found a contender for the room, and the government has decided that Simone is handicapped. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I heard you went to the DMV, and I got the Primus song DMV stuck in my head. Did you ever listen oh. to Primus? <laughs> I, I, I only, the only Primus song I really knew was Winona's Big Brown Beaver. I didn't know they oh, had a, 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 D, a DMV song. But there's something, I don't know, I never got into Primus. When I started using Pandora and I tried to make a Faith No More-centric channel, it kept mm-hmm. picking Primus, and I kept picking dislike, dislike, do not like. <laughs> and it's like, then it would give me Les Claypool solo. I'm like, no, I don't like that, stop it. And then it would give me the same songs that I'd already disliked. I think that kind of turned me off the entire Pandora experience because of Primus. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't even hate them. I was just like, eh, I don't really want to hear this. But then I came to hate them because of Pandora playing them after I'd said no thank you. you. Yeah. It was it was for me the initial click was no thanks. And then it became a fuck you, Primus. But anyway, so yes, I went to the DMV today, and oh man! So yes, we got a new car. We got a 2000 silver CRV, and yeah. it was so nutty how it worked out because after the the previous car was totaled, and it's like I, I knew the kind of car I wanted, like a mini SUV, you know, like a CRV, Rav4, something of that ilk. You know, it didn't have to be specifically anyone, but I have liked Rav4s and CRVs for some time. Um, and so, and you know, it's kind of weird when you buy a car from a from a stranger, you know, like that you find on Craigslist because you know you just don't know what they're going to tell you um, about the car. And so Greg said, it'd be good if we could buy something from someone we knew. And I was like, yeah, that would be good. So I was like, I'll post something on Facebook. Maybe somebody's selling a car or knows somebody, you know, because you just feel that they're going to be more honest with you about what they're selling, you know? Right. Um, you know where they live. Exactly. Right. So anyway, so I just posted as like, hey, you know, so looking for a new car, looking for this kind of car. And I just picked a picture of a 2000 silver CRV just to sort of you know draw, draw attention to it the post because posts you obviously look at them more if there's a picture or something so I just picked that even though I wasn't too specific about the color or anything though I'd seen one on the road that morning a silver one I was like oh that'd be nice so anyway so I picked the silver one and I put it up there two minutes after I posted it this guy I know named Eric posted like actually if I can get it together to sell to buy a new car this weekend I'd be looking to sell I'm like what have you got and he's like 2000 silver CRV and I was like So anyway, that's what I ended up, we ended up buying. It was just so weird because essentially the deal was in motion two minutes after I posted that on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, so that worked out. So we went in today to register it. And like the DMV is just such a like, oh, the going to the DMV, what a nightmare. But if you make an appointment, our appointment was for 8.30 and we were out of there by 8.43. Stop it. Really? Really? Wow. And it's like you see this long line of people and that, and that line of people who just show up, like it doesn't move. The, there was this crazy looking lady in there and she hadn't moved the whole time we were <laughs> there. So it's like that line is not for me, but the appointment is the way to go. But the other thing we also got at the DMV, I got mm-hmm. a disabled placard for being pregnant. Oh, oh really? 
do that now? They do that. <laughs> This is so weird because you've long had the dream of having a motorized scooter so you don't have to walk places. It's true. But have you been reading the Eckhart Tolle book about the way where everything's all envision what you want and then it's manifested? No, I haven't. You got but maybe CRV. that's how this happened. Maybe yeah. You yeah, got a handicap blocker. <laughs> So, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know what made me look it up and if someone mentioned it or if I just thought about it, but I looked it up a couple of few months ago and it's like, yes, if you are pregnant, you are eligible for a disabled placard. And I was like, wow. So Amazing. anyway, I immediately printed out the form and I had it in my bag <laughs> when I went for my next doctor's appointment, but I felt too great. I was like high as a kite on second trimester. So I was like, yes. I can't ask for this disabled placard. I feel fine. I'm like doing skips and clicking my heels in the air. You know, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I can't ask for this, even if she'd give it to me. So I just didn't ask. And then, as I was saying last week, I was having trouble walking and stuff. And it's like really hard to get pains in my belly if I walk too far, you know. So I was like, okay, now I feel eligible. And this is just going to get worse. So, and this has just started. So I felt okay to ask for it last time. So, yeah. So I got the placard. I used it twice today. And... <laughs> Like I really wanted to use it for the first time, but like I, I went to this place I always get lunch, and I was kind of like, oh, I hope there isn't a regular spot available because I wouldn't have the heart to take the the disabled spot if there was a regular spot. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah all the I regular just... spots were gone, so I was like, I guess I gotta take the disabled spot. So I took it, but nice. I just felt in a real rush to get back because I, you know, yeah. I don't feel quite right about it yet, even though I'm allowed and I am having trouble walking. So, um, so I used it there. <laughs> You like getting out of your car while this, you know, handicapped person with no legs is driving yes. by slowly. And I would be like, I'd like run to the car spine. somehow and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yes, but no, I don't intend to abuse it because I went to another store after work and there were spaces like, you know, right near there that were open. So I was like, oh, I'm just parking in the normal space. So, so you know, I'm not abusing it, but I don't have to pay at parking meters, which is great. So, um, yeah, so that's what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good day. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'll have it, you know, after I'm recovering from my C-section and everything. So, uh, it's good to... Yeah, when do you have to 30th. give it back? June 30th. So, yeah. Okay. I think uh, I'll definitely need it then because I'm not supposed to do very much of anything in that time, recovery period. So, yeah. So, <sighs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Well, it sounds like their service really improved, and it's probably because of the Primus song about how bad it is to go to the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> now they have like a Disney Fast Pass, is what that sounds like. Like yes, I'll be here at this is. time, it's so totally like that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So last week, um, you were talking about how people will do things and show up and be really invested in your life but then when you try to talk with them about something really you know meaningful to you they glaze over yes. and, and act like annoyed so um you said you had some more thoughts on that i did have more thoughts on that my my thought on that like it was right after we did the episode too later that evening like just the conversation it sort of jogged my mind on it and what i realized is about the two people i was i was thinking about who who do that to me just very mm -hmm. seem to just adore me and then completely disinterested when i'm actually talking I realized I give so much to those people. I am really invested oh. in their in their lives and their problems and 
you know, I listen to them and I provide support for them, you know, and that's why they love me. <laughs> oh, But, interesting. So, so it makes total sense. It's like, oh my God, someone's so great, obviously, because she cares so much and listens so much and and uh, and I've I've been so present for those people and then I realize it doesn't occur to them to have any such interest in me so oh, it's kind of even weird. extra glaring but I mean it makes sense why they have that love it just doesn't translate into into you know returning it the same thing that they've received so yeah yeah and that I mean, makes sense cuz go ahead Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who, like, you know, some people are drama queens and they love pouring their problems on everyone they see and everyone they know. And I'm not that person, you know. I pretty much keep my, my, my problems to myself, you know. And so, um, yeah, the, I, so the fact that I, I would be asking very little, if anything, in any of these situations and I can't even get a, oh, really? You know, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I think, I well, think, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, hmm. but um, I'm thinking but also... of a friend from a long time ago who, you know, after you brought that up, I was like, yeah, that girl was exactly like that. Like she would, she would come over a lot to watch, you know, a certain show every week, and um, and she would do the thing where she nod while you're talking and kind of repeat yep. words back to you as if she was listening, but it felt like she was just waiting to talk the whole time. So, yes, yes. Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, she was one person. I'm kind of lucky. I can't think of that many people that I have now in my life. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, one of those hmm. people I don't, I don't really see anymore. We're just Facebook friends, and I, you know, yeah. I don't really keep in contact with her. Well, yeah, she actually, she called me. It's sort of the last time I really had a serious thing with her. She called me to give me like major life updates, and shit was seriously going down in her life and oh. um and she called me and i was like oh wow and i was just prepared to just be the ear and just listen you know and so i did and you know as far as i was concerned that's all the conversation had to be and then um so after she like laid all this seriously heavy heavy shit on me she's like so what are you up to and i'm like oh shit And then I, oh, I kid no. you not, everything's I said, great. <laughs> yeah, well, everything was great, but I was kind of like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know where to go with it. But I guess it didn't matter because I pretty much said, oh well, I've been, I didn't get through an, an entire sentence when she said, well, look, I have to go. So, um, <laughs> wow. I kid you not. I kid you not. I did not complete a sentence about what I was doing when she said, Amazing. I have to go. Yeah. And so, and then she'd lay like another long email on me another time about shit going down. I didn't get around to replying to it and I felt really bad. And, I, and then I started to think, why the fuck should I bother? That's when she comes to me, when she wants to fucking sob and then has no other interest in me. So I kind of let that one go and then it's just sort of one that's going now. But yeah, that's, that's it really. So... Yeah. Wow. But um, but we had a. I, I did call on any listeners to uh, to get involved if they had anything to add, and um, uh, listener Brooke, uh, she left a comment saying that she has a friend like that. It's like one of her oldest friends since um, since a freshman year in high school, and that um, and she's yeah doing the same thing where she's constantly telling Brooke that she misses her and wants to hang out, but then 
she was considering like, uh, Brooks engaged, and she was considering going to a rave instead of Brooks' wedding. What the oh, fuck is that? My, <laughs> that's like a whole other level. Because these two people I'm talking about, as as depressing as it sounds, I don't think either of them would skip my wedding for uh, for, uh, for a rave. And or, even if you were going else. to do that, you wouldn't tell the bride. <laughs> that's I what know. You might be doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's like extra bad that you would even let the bride know that that's. that's I mean, you do that shit behind her back. (laughs) Yeah, that's someone with some serious, I think, like social issues. Like, that sounds like an Asperger's move, doesn't it? Yes, it's totally, or (laughs) severely narcissistic personality disorder spectrum. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I think the the fact that she's friends since freshman year, I think that a lot of these things continue because they've. They're so long. They've been going for so long that you're used to them, and you don't uh, mm-hmm. you don't um, judge them. And then listen to Kate had a call, so we'll play that right now. Hi, Donkey. This is Kate Jones. Um, I'm listening to your last episode, 84, about um, you're discussing the topic of knowing people, or someone was about knowing people who. Uh, really seem to admire and love you a lot but don't actually listen and as you were saying that I had thought immediately of like three people that I know who treat me that way um but I don't know that a lot of people experience it um and what I've actually thought about this before when you brought it up I was like wow no one no one's ever brought this up to me before but I totally have thought about it because it's super weird to just have people sort of all over you and then completely disinterested the next section or moment. Um, but anyway, kind of, I think my theory is the people that treat me that way uh, tend to tell me how much they admire kind of attributes about me, but don't so much say like, oh, I really love what you think about this or that. It's usually like, oh, you're just, I so much admire your confidence or your frankness um, or something having to do with some quality that they don't have. Uh, So these people generally, at least in my life, are much more timid-ish or at least they're just not as forthright with what they think. Um, And they just really love to, to kind of feed off of my, I guess, more confident and uh, even somewhat abrasive energy. Um, so that's my thought. Just uh, a theory. I'm going to end this before you guys cut me off because that happened last time. All right. See ya. I love how at the end Kate is like, "Well, I better hang up so you guys don't cut me off." <laughs> like I you know. did last time. After she's talking about friends that won't listen to her. She always Sorry, takes Kate. it so personally too. When the thing cuts her <laughs> off, it's like. It's, we didn't set it, you know, it's automatic. (laughs) (laughs) It's three minutes, people. I can't change it. Just deal with it. (laughs) I'll call back, but, you know, we're going to keep it, you know, short and sweet. So it might be for the best, but it's not my fucking fault. That's all I have to say. But, um... But yeah, that's interesting. Again, like those people uh, that Kate's talking about, like she has a quality that they don't have. So they just sort of are in awe of her and then don't mm-hmm. offer anything back. You know, they sort of benefit from, from Kate's attributes and then just, yeah, just like take, take, take. So it's weird, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
but I think it's a, it's a, I, I like that I've opened something up that people can relate to. That it's just not a common thing that people I've heard talk about, you know. I know. So, but, yeah. But now everyone can... seems to have a story. <laughs> well, speaking of listening to bad stuff, you guys, I got my test results back on that big exam and I fucking failed it again. And. Sad <laughs> prices, right? Trombones. Um, my thing with this test, okay, I've taken a certification test for my job four times total now, and this specific test, the same one I've taken twice, scored um, 2% less the second time I took it. <laughs> After going to the study groups, I blame Kevin. Kevin, my stalker, was there. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what's interesting is that when I got these results back, I was just kind of pissed. Like, like, I'm gonna take this again, you know? So, I'll study differently, I'll just take it again. So I'm glad that I'm not as devastated as I was before because I talked yeah. about how the first time I was like, went into total depression symptoms and didn't want to talk to anybody and just wanted to sleep and stuff. And now I'm kind of feisty and angry. So it's like you're um, getting desensitized. It. You've done it enough, yeah. you're getting desensitized. <laughs> And what's funny is that after you, we talked about it last week, my Facebook mm. in the sidebar was an ad mm. saying to do your kind of work for like oh, clinical God. data, doing, you know, study to deal with clinical data. And I was like, what, does it want me to take the test and pass it before Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> because everyone else has. I feel yeah, like yeah. young JFK Jr. <laughs> failing the bar four or five times or however many times. He just wouldn't pass it. And bless his heart, it's like national news. Yeah, James yeah, yeah. Junior couldn't pass it. Poor guy. So, that's my update with that. Fuck academia. Uh, so last week we were talking about about feminism, um, discrimination. Um, let's see. Did we talk about this in email or more was it on the podcast? Because we kind of well, were starting we to talked segue. About, we were talking about feminism in the podcast, but then out at, while we were just chatting in email or chat, we were we were then talking about. Well, I know what it was. It was the Pope, the election of the Pope. And you said yeah. you were watching, like, the Pope, you realized that no women are involved in electing the new Pope. And I said, I totally saw them all lining up, uh, taking mm -hmm. their oath, their Pope oath. And um, <laughs> and they, uh, and then I suddenly occurred to me, I was like, there are no women involved in this. And then I didn't even tell you this. And then after that, Greg, because he was away at the time, but we were talking, he was like, yeah, there's, there's no women involved. And I was like, I know, Stephanie and I both thought this, but we all realized how kind of all these years have just sort of accepted that. So, yeah. and yeah, and that made us talk about how, because Stephanie and I were both saying that we, you know, because that's right, because last week we were talking about understanding different perspectives about feeling like a victim and uh, feeling, you know, like a hug, an unwanted hug as being an assault to one woman. And it's just a good natured you know, intention by somebody else and, um, mm -hmm. and, and understanding, you know, where different people are coming from and that neither of us had actually felt like we were, um, uh, victims of discrimination. At least you hadn't until all that jo Tony Jones stuff was, was happening. But then we started wondering, have, is it that discrimination has been going on around us? Like, you know, maybe even to us. And it's so ingrained in us that, you know, oh yeah, this yeah. is normal. Of course, women aren't supposed to help elect the Pope that we, yeah that we just didn't notice it so it didn't upset us or affect us because we had no other expectations we didn't expect oh, yeah. you know obviously if you ask me mentally like, well of course you know cognitive, cognitively I'll say of course a woman should be able to do that but otherwise I just kind of let it wash over me so mm -hmm. that's that's what it that's was what a I model was, for me about. yeah um, exactly like I fully I grew up thinking that I would be 
I would marry some I would marry money like you know it's it sounds horrible but that's all I knew is like you marry yeah. money and you're taken care of and I got my college degree in case I got widowed one day and so I'd be able to widowed. support myself. That's why you took it. <gasps> it's very practical. I'm yes. like, well, I don't really want to work, and my mom didn't work, and I, you know, like I didn't see women around me working growing up in the South, wow. and um, although they did, but I just didn't see them because we were very isolated in this waspy bubble, and you know, we had a swimming pool, and you, you know, just all the shit we didn't need, and but I never yeah. saw poor people, I never saw homelessness, like that's very separated in the South, like they stay literally on the other side of the tracks, and so. Um, I just kind of grew up with this thing and I remember um, I had a big breakup like my senior junior senior year of college and I remember thinking oh shit now I really have to study because that's where my head was at (laughs) isn't that horrible but that's you know that's just where it was so um, and now look at me I've been working for 14 years (laughs) 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 the main breadwinner forever so um, I, I am fully the more I've been thinking about it, I'm like, of course, I grew up in this. We, we know we're in a patriarchal society, so there is some latent misogyny in all of us that yeah. we probably aren't aware of. Um, just thinking about gender roles and knowing that, of course, guys should help cl- clean the house, but does that, you know, d- how much does that expectation actually fall on them? Um, I, I don't know how. What was modeled for you growing up? Did you kind of? Grow up with I think it was, it was a mixture. It was a mixture, yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. my mom always worked, you know, so um, I, both my parents worked. But um, I mean, she, she's got some weird things, like, you know, she's sort of, she doesn't believe in female priests, you know, and she mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, she's a bit like, yeah, I don't know about a woman doctor kind of thing. Like, she's like that, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, she's like, always have your own money, like, never be reliant on a man, you know, like, she's mm-hmm. always had that vibe just you know definitely always told us to be strong and independent and not you know mm-hmm. you know you know clinging to a, to a to a man so mm-hmm. yeah so it was a mix it was a mixed message it's like 50 50 feminism you know from her. Yep, yep. so um so but i think the the the, the good part sort of stood out to me because i never bought the whole doctor thing or the priest thing i was i was arguing because <laughs> we got a female deacon when i was 12 at our anglican mm-hmm. church and oh man, half the church left, and like oh, the organist wouldn't freak. play anymore, and my grandma the was really pissed. Play anymore? No, no, the organist oh, no. left, and then we got like this band playing like acoustic guitars, like you know, just went all sort of like that when it was like a traditional organist church. It like went to these people yeah. playing like folksy songs. So, um, and I remember I was like 12 years old and arguing with my grandma saying if if you couldn't see very well and she had a deep voice you wouldn't know any different she's still saying the same message about you know from the bible what's your problem i I was arguing that at 12 so to me that was always the logical uh approach is that yeah women why couldn't women do this you know so um yeah so i feel like i've always come from that you know that that point of view but it's funny though because i was thinking about this i've been thinking about all week but when we went to buy the car and and Mm -hmm. eric was like well who wants to test drive i just sort of skulked back and I'm like, yeah, Greg, you do it. You know, I'm just a girl. You know, just uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I feel like you know, he, I just feel like he drives more and he's more thinking about. It's not like he's like one of these Mister Fix My Own Car guys. He sure as hell isn't. But you know, I just yeah. felt like he was more in tune with the car or new things to like try out with the car. But I feel as a person, I'm easily overwhelmed. It wasn't a woman thing necessarily. As just mm-hmm. a, you know, I, sure. I I already don't know much about this. So let's 
even someone who knows even 10% more than me let them do it you know what I mean I mean I, I kind of always yeah, yeah. hide from that kind of responsibility it's not a woman thing but you know if we buy shit from Ikea I'm the one who builds it so there's no question <laughs> are you really <laughs> oh my god That's Greg awesome. thinks we can't even buy things from Ikea because he thinks it can't be done can't be done <laughs> I'm like what do you mean it can't be done I can do it I always do do it <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, you know, so there's no I don't I don't think the car thing was like I was thinking about it and I don't think it's a real gender role thing. It's just that I don't feel confident in my knowledge about mm-hmm. cars. I don't like to get deep in something I feel very uncomfortable about or don't know about. So yeah. Well do you remember in still... cars, like when we were younger, the um the on the what's that called the sun visor <laughs> there would be uh-huh. a mirror for um on the woman's like on the passenger side but there wouldn't be oh, a mirror yeah. on the sun visor on the driver's side and i'd always say to my mom I'm like why is that and she's like because if you know the man is in the car then the man's usually driving and i'm like yeah. fuck that <laughs> like that sounded so messed up to me so um yeah now they make them on both sides but i also remember um this is when david and i were kind of newly married and we were driving somewhere it was just the two of us and we we're getting in the car and i got in the driver's seat mom's like oh you're driving but david's right oh. here i'm like yeah i'm driving <laughs> oh wow it's so funny that she pointed yeah. it out but that, yeah. that, that brings me to another thing though because i know i've been on road trips with you and you've been on road trips with me and in both cases well i think with both of us whenever we go anywhere when we're visiting each other the men are always driving I Pretty want the much. man to drive though because I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't know how feminine that That's is. Kind of I'm how just I like, feel. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just feel like, I mean, that, is that part of just relinquishing that role to the man? Because yeah. we're the woman. And, and like, they don't, they don't question it, but we just go like, eh. like, we, like, no, there's no question. There's no, are you going to drive? It's just that we go to the passenger seat and yeah. let the man drive. You know, I mean, unless yeah, there's drinking involved, it's that? not that I can't, I can't drive. It's just. I just never, yeah. it's, it's otherwise assumed that he's going to drive. So. I'm an excellent driver. Dad lets me go <laughs> slow on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I think it's a good thing. I'm going to keep thinking about this and just see if I'm, I'm going to start trying to be aware of, of, of instances where I think gender roles are just ingrained in me to the point that I don't notice. Yeah. But I think that's one of the benefits of all this feminist talk we've been doing is just becoming more aware of what's going Definitely. on and what's a problem and what isn't so well yeah. this afternoon i don't know if you saw i started um well my bus was hell of late it was like 45 minutes late and so Eek. i had posted on the stuff christian culture like facebook page um an article by the resurgence which is affiliated with mark driscoll mars hill uh-huh. seattle church and it said uh, singles um, a single girl's guide to marriage or something like that and it's like here's what you can do while you're single and waiting to get married and it was written today posted today it read exactly like something from the 50s or 60s where she wow. was saying things like um, you know you're going to submit to a woman only submits to two people in her life Jesus and her husband and um, you until then you can start meeting with a Christian woman never a man to practice submitting until your husband takes over that role like to- talking about cleaning getting housekeeping lessons um, wow. and at the end it's, and so I just started retweeting this while I'm waiting for my bus to to come I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet my favorite parts from this article and people are like stop it this is disgusting I'm throwing up I can't believe it and then some guy goes man Mark Driscoll's an asshole then he goes wait this article was written by a woman and I'm like I know oh. <laughs> it was written by a woman that's how entrenched it is oh, gosh. <sighs> yeah. 
yeah. no. when you hear things like that, I feel like, well, I don't think things are so bad. You know. Yes, we're like, okay, we're a little bit more evolved than that. Thanks. Yeah, Holy yeah, God. yeah. Because I mean, but, like um, you said, it's ingrained in us. It's it's not like we just you know, okay, I'm a feminist now. I renounce all these things. You know, it's just you know. I mean, there's no harm in some of these things either. You know, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, it, it did come to my attention more. Like I, it, I'd kind of been latent for me um, as far as having a voice because I feel very self-sufficient for myself. Uh-huh. So I, you know, you know, as in, you know, I, I work and I take care of my stuff, and I, I feel really, you know, kind of like my name's on the mortgage, my name's on the car title, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. And so, um, and so it didn't really, I didn't really start thinking about this until that Tony Jones stuff in November, like we were talking about, where he. Yeah. Um, posted where are the women and why aren't they commenting on my blog and um, so we started talking about why we don't women don't feel safe there and he got all mad he didn't like what we had to say but that is a perfect segue into the fact that this blog called American Jesus um, has picked me well he every March he does a basketball mock-up of um, figures in Christian culture um, not just Christian culture, kind of all of Christendom, um, the Pope and stuff inner the things, but he has people from divergent points of view um, up against each other, so he has me against Tony Jones. Oh, wow! <laughs> In this bracket, yeah, so um, people can vote. It's at theamericanjesus.net or .com. Um, I'll post a link at dongtini.com if people want to vote awesome. for me. Or vote for Tony. He's a yeah. He's not well, my favorite, but go, feel free. <laughs> I'm gonna review everything again before I make my choice. But yeah, thanks. I'll check out that link. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so I have something I want you to look at. So okay. I'm gonna email it to you right now. Okay. And uh, I want you to just tell me what you think the first thing that you you see when uh uh when you receive this okay i've sent it okay i'm refreshing i posted this on facebook a lot of people saw it but you somehow missed it yeah how'd that happen yes okay here it is i'm opening okay i clicked (gasps) <laughs> oh, Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> is that what that dog's supposed to look like? Yes, yes. <laughs> it looks exactly like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Listen, what ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? <laughs> Listener, I've sent Stephanie a picture of a dog wearing a Kangol beret hat and a pair of glasses. And the dog looks like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so completely. Like, it's the. Now, here's what I wanted to say about it. Aside from it just being funny in its own right, and I'm, I, was, I was curious to see how you would feel about saying what you thought. Because oh, really? when I first saw it, yeah, well, because when I first saw it, I was scrolling through my Twitter. And I just saw like my my Twitter app that I use has like a little miniature version of uh, the picture that's linked, and I clicked on it. I hadn't actually read what the tweet said, and I clicked on it. I was like, "The dog looks like Samuel L. Jackson," and then I was like, oh! and I felt I gasped to myself because I thought I was being racist even in private to myself. Oh. And then I saw, the, and then the, and then the tweet says, "Dog that looks like Samuel L. Jackson," and I was like, "Okay, okay, thank 
you for validating what I thought I saw. And so anyway. <laughs> and then Bet I take it to my phone. By a flaming races though. You never know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But at least I felt like at least that was what I was supposed to see. And yes. anyway, so then I was like the next day at lunch I was looking at I'd saved it to my phone because I loved it so much and I was looking at it at my lunch break and I thought oh, I'm going to show this because my co-worker who's black she's on BuzzFeed all the time so I'm like I'm going to just show it to her and not say what I think and then I just mm-hmm. like held it up to her and she's like that is Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> I was like okay is it, is it okay that I think that she's like yes that is okay that is what it looks like <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay. So so then I showed it to my Japanese coworker, and I just held it up to her, and she went, oh, "It looks like Samuel L." And I said, "Yep." Did you say and Samuel she just, L, and that's I it. Think she, I think so. I think she that's said Samuel cute. L. Jackson. And then she whispered it, and I'm like, "There's no denying it, is there?" And she goes, "No denying it." Like she just <laughs> felt so bad. And then, <laughs> so then I posted on Facebook, and then. My friend like DMs me and says Samuel L. Jackson like question mark like he was afraid to say it in public because he thought oh, it would so be funny. considered as racist and then somebody else posted Sam like they didn't want to say the full name in case they, you know in case they came across wrong and then and then I thought oh, I should tag my other coworker who's black who would you know I know would be really chill about it and then he saw it anyway and he's like damn girl that's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Thank you for validating it for the white people. He's like, don't worry, I got your back. That's Samuel L. Jackson. Did you just call yourself a white person? It's funny you say that because then my cousin saw that I included myself in white people. And then he said, Uh you need to look at the family albums again. And I said, I "I know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really very, I don't consider myself white, but... um, you know, compared to black people, I am. Like, I don't think they consider me, you know, black at all. So I just thought I'd just go with the with the ignorant white side. I think, you know what I mean? I, I don't think I could get away I with saying, it. calling someone an, a nigger. You know what I mean? So I, it's like, that's why I have to go to the white side. It's like, can I say nigger or not? I can't. So I have to go to the white side. <laughs> Someone's in a confusing point. <laughs> I don't know what I am. So anyway, so that was... I hate when I have to pick out an ethnicity box. When the census came out, I actually went up to a guy at a census table. It's like, do you have questions about the census? And I was like, I don't know what to put for my ethnicity. Oh, <laughs> my rights. Yeah. What did he tell you? What did he tell well, you so to say? I can't remember, but it was it didn't really help or answer the question. I usually just pick Caucasian because I just feel like I, I've grown up that way more culturally and I do have yeah. European, so... You know, it's well, just and that if I've it was an Australian census, they would have a more specific category, I would think, for maybe Sri Lankan descent. But, I don't know. Yeah, but even my Sri Lankan, uh, it's like that's all of European descent, you know, that went right. to Sri Lanka. That's why it's confusing. But I have black hair and all that of is skin, confusing. so I, you know, I'm not hmm. white. You know, I'm not black. So yeah, so I like that you were like, oh, you think you're white. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I already got I already got called on that by my cousin, so <laughs> my brown cousin. So. Well, I, I was telling you, I was like, white underwear makes me depressed because it looks so bad against pale skin. You're like, oh, that's too bad. White against caramel skin looks quite nice. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll definitely post a picture of the dog that looks like Samuel L. Jackson, and it's okay to see that. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, you I've feel your feelings by three about that black picture. people. I had another black person like that picture, so it's been okayed by three black people. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, and we had a voicemail from uh, listener Michael. What's up, ladies? I just called three, two, three, three, yo, one, dog. I called three, two, three, three, yo, one, dog. I called three, two, three, three, yo, one, dog. I called three, two, three, three, yo, one, dog. I called the dog like, oh, yeah, motherfucker. Anyway, not much time on your voice, no thing, so I'll be quick. This is Mr. Michael Lee, right? a dedicated long-time listener to the Dog TV podcast. Uh, about your uh, most recent episode, I believe it was episode number 84, uh, almost 100 uh, Amazon reviews of things that people didn't buy. I have to say, I read an Amazon review before, and I'm a musician, and I... It needed like technical information on some stuff and I'm reading these reviews on something and they're pretty helpful and I got to one that was like five stars and was like talking all this great stuff about it and all of a sudden they said I, I haven't I haven't even bought it or anything I haven't even tried it out or anything but this looks awesome I'm like what the hell are you Ugh. You know, like, I, I just read your entire stupid review, and you, you didn't even, you just saw a picture of it, and that was it, and it was a very technical thing, so that was stupid. Also, uh, about your Amazon thing, uh, making sure you click on the link, my girlfriend was just buying a, like, Monster High dollhouse thing for her daughter, and I was trying to tell her <laughs> to go to the dog life thing. And because uh, it was like a sixty dollar purchase or something, and her daughter's birthday was coming up in like a week, and I I looked at it and it was like if we ordered it on Amazon, it was the same as if we ordered it online on like Walmart.com or something, and uh, and it was like the Amazon thing would have made it like the next week, like after her birthday, and I was still I was like trying to still trying to see if I could convince her to get that just because you guys would have gotten the kickback. But uh, it might have ruined her daughter's birthday. But um, I'm thinking about dumping my girlfriend since she didn't do it. She just got it through Walmart. So anyway, it was funny that you <laughs> it was funny that you mentioned the corporate watchdog. Thank you for filling in the bark there, um, uh, because I was actually going to say we need more of that because I was actually jonesing for hearing Simone bark like that. So, excellent job, ladies! Thank you very much for the uh, entertainment and whatnot. Uh, that's all. That's all. Keep on donging on. All right, bye. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad you um, uh, also share my pain with the. Uh, Amazon reviews written by people who have not used the product. Um, and also, thank you so much for uh, trying to persuade your girlfriend to use the Dongtini link. Uh, so visit dongtini.com and click on the little Amazon logo on the left and then make your very expensive purchase and we'll get a little kickback. So, yeah, please do that. Thank you for trying and uh, I hope your girlfriend's doing okay after you dumped her for not using the link. <laughs> So Carrie, listener Carrie, found this article on the AV Club called The Movie A Talking Cat is the Room of Anthropomorphic Animal Movies Featuring Eric Roberts. 
is the title of it, and it's on Netflix Instant. So last night, Carrie and Dawn and DW came over, and we all watched it. And I will just read a little bit of the AV Club article on it. Um, and I, I would like to say that the after the words, a talking cat, there is a question mark, an exclamation point, and another question mark, okay? Um, so it's kind of like, a talking cat? All right. <laughs> Watching a talking cat with equal parts disbelief, horror, and delirious guilty enjoyment, I found myself guessing that the filmmaker had never even seen a film before, let, let alone written one. Oh, dear Lord, I couldn't have been more wrong. The director hadn't just directed the film before. According to his IMDb credentials, he has directed more than 100 films under various aliases. <laughs> um, it says... The cat has about 12 minutes worth of plot, and so it has to dole it out sparingly. Duffy the cat acts as something of a feline omelette. He uses his magical powers of speech and his gifts as a human whisperer to set up the pouty teenage boy with the obnoxious girl he's tutoring in English. A talking cat inspires so little sympathy for its characters, human or otherwise, that when Duffy gets hit by a car in the third act, I was actually rooting for his death. <laughs> And we were like saying this feel this movie feels like Weekend at Bernie's and um then and we're like this feels like a gay porn set and then I saw in the article they go if the film feels like it was shot on the shot on a softcore porn set by a softcore gay porn director that's for a very good reason it was <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I won't give anything else away other than I was watching this in delighted horror the entire time and it's very family friendly. There's nothing dirty or anything, um, but we were just, we had our hands over our mouths, just totally like watching The Room, just wow. going, I can't believe this guy, or Birdemic, you know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my Netflix pick of the week. <laughs> wow, that sounds fantastic. Thank you for sharing. I will look this up uh, soon. It's total Heidecker bait. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> it's right up Tim Heidecker's alley. <laughs> So I think that wraps things up. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please call the Dong line at 323-301-DONG. Dong is in Wiener. Tell us anything you want. <laughs> and to see any links or pictures of anything we were talking about, go to dongtini.com. And until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye.
artist operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.